0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Bible Thumper Podcast, where somebody's got to say it. My name is Patrick Hayes, your regular host, and with me tonight is my beautiful wife, Joanna. Joanna, thank you for making it into the studio this evening. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing well.
0: Good. How are you doing? I'm great. I uh, wasted an entire weekend (laughs) of my life sitting in a class for our children's hunter safety cards so that's what those are the let's see children number four and five got through their hunter safety class it was all day saturday all day sunday and we finished up today and i got home and basically got to relax for like one hour and then came down here and started getting ready for the podcast so that was my weekend
1: yeah, we had separate weekends.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't see you or most <laughs> no. of the kids or, you know, I didn't really spend much time at home doing anything. It it wasn't great. The The class is tough to sit through. It's my third time sitting through that class, at least, maybe more. It's funny because I asked our older kids to help the younger kids with their homework because you and I went to my mom's house last night. Right. And the kids were real worried that they weren't helping them write or they weren't right. learning the stuff right. well enough. And I asked Moses, I said, OK, Moses, what's the last question you were asking Grace? And he's like, you know, list five ways that the Colorado Parks and Wildlife brings in revenue to help support, you know, whatever. I
1: was yeah, like, these are for nine year olds. <laughs> first of all, they're for
0: yeah nine and 11 year olds that were taking the class. And then I asked Moses, does knowing that information help you to be a better hunter? He's like, no. I said, does it make you a safer hunter? He said, no. I said, does it help you with any part of the process of hunting? He said, no. I said, okay, so that's how much effort you need to get this homework done. I said, just do it. Find the answer. I don't care if you fill it in for him. Yeah.
1: What does it matter?
0: (laughs) So much of the class is put together by someone in that works for the state probably over in denver probably who has never hunted in their life and they're teaching these kids stuff that just absolutely doesn't matter and has no bearing so me and another one of the dads that was a lot like me were sitting in the back rolling our eyes just you know frustrated <laughs> about the whole thing but they're through it
1: so yeah and they passed
0: they passed they yep. passed they the shooting so portion worried. they passed the test so i'm i'm thrilled Before we get into the topic for this evening, I wanted to just address the audience for a minute and kind of explain some stuff to them. And honestly, to you, too, because we haven't really talked about this and I just had an idea and I kind of wanted to lay the groundwork. For everyone that doesn't know, this is my wife, Joanna, and we have six children. We have five boys and one girl and they range in ages or I should say their ages are 15, 14, 13, 11, 9, and 8 right now. So they're pretty close in age. They don't get much closer in age as far as a family goes. And I wanted to let everyone know that we are not finished being parents. I don't claim to be the world's best parent or a perfect parent, but we are serious Christian parents who try to make decisions for our life and the life of our kids and our family based on what the bible says and we discuss things based on scripture so most of the folks that are listening are probably never going to meet our children other than our friends and people locally that know us or go to our church and i think that's too bad because most people that spend time around our kids are usually somewhat complimentary as far as our kids are polite and you know they're very nice and you know, they, they will look you right in the eye and they'll talk to you they have pretty good communication skills and they're very social with old people young people everything so it's a shame I kind of wish more people had the opportunity to meet our kids that you know might be on this podcast listening but okay what are you going to do I thought the idea of having you on as a regular guest. So from now on, every third Sunday of the month, you are going to be my guest on here. And we were going to share our experiences as Christian parents, both good and bad, what we've learned, what we do. And I really wanted to try to help people get practical answers hmm. to the principles in the Bible. So we read things in the Bible and we're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I believe that, and I believe that, and I believe that. Great, how do we apply that to our yeah, life? daily life, how you does that it. play out?
1: How does it play out? In my day-to-day? Day-to-day
0: <laughs> with the kids in a family. Sure. So that is the goal for having you on here. Also, it is a shameless ploy to try to get more women to listen to this podcast. <laughs> so if that works, great. I like it okay so before we go any further i wanted to read what i'm gonna say is our but really i wrote this i didn't talk to you about it oh yet. Boy. so what is it so it could be my <laughs> main bible verse that is the foundation of our discussions so after i do this you tell me if you okay you know tell me if you, i get Yay, a thumbs nay. up yeah exactly <laughs> okay so here it is deuteronomy chapter six Verses four through nine. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. This verse, if you are Jewish, you know what this verse is because it's the beginning to one of the most famous and popular prayers for the nation of Israel. If you are a parent This is one of the most important verses in the Bible for you. I think it is. We are commanded to teach our children the law of the Lord. So I can very easily explain that as we are to teach our children the Bible. Now, certainly keep in mind, this is the book of Deuteronomy. So at the time, the law of the Lord included five books when Moses wrote this, when God told him to. But I don't think God meant teach these five books and, and forget yeah forget about the other 61 yeah yeah and and the 61. Yet, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. the prophets <laughs> yeah, and all this, yeah the kings <laughs> and the history, historical books forget those I I do think those are certainly included I think the law of the lord although when we talk about the bible the old testament is comprised of what's called the law and the prophets I don't feel like I'm stretching it when I say for the christian whenever we talk about the law of the lord it's very easy to use that both connotatively and denotatively as the entire bible and just the first five books the pentateuch which is the law of moses i don't think that's stretching it either way the point in this verse is that we are not only commanded to teach our children but we are to teach them diligently So God explains that we are to teach our children when we sit in our house, when we walk by the way, when we lie down, and when we Mm -hmm. rise up. So with these verses in Deuteronomy, I want to make two points. One, it is our job as parents to teach our children the Bible. If you are relying on your local church and your youth group, then you have failed as a parent. It is not their job, and you cannot stand before God one day and say, well, we went to church on Sundays, and I passed them off to the youth group and the youth leader. I mean, what more did you want? I see that as a total failure of parents, but I also see that as a very common path that most Christian parents in America take today.
1: Yeah, I've seen that also.
0: Do you have any problem with that idea?
1: no it sounds good
0: the second thing i wanted to bring up is that i am not only commanded to do it i am commanded to take it very seriously and i as a parent specifically as a dad okay the patriarch the leader of the home i am commanded to work very hard at it so for you and i our goal is to help everybody who's listening learn what the bible says about raising children and we want to talk about practically applying these principles that we find in the bible to our lives what do you think of that as our third sunday of the month bible thumper podcast joanna as a regular guest mission statement and bible verse
1: i love it okay sounds great wonderful
0: (laughs) Joanna, when we started homeschooling, which would have been Mm, 16 years ago.
1: Yeah, well, 12 years ago. Sure. Well, this was four.
0: Yeah, you're right. I guess we didn't start when he was a newborn. So 12 years ago, even though we were doing some preparation and research into it for sure. We had a discussion and we talked about the skills and knowledge we wanted our children to have. And we focused on what we believed was most important and what the public schools fail to teach. So if you had to make a list right now, so I'm just asking you out of the blue. And I know we've talked about this a few times Mm -hmm. over the years. So Joanna, what are the things you want your kids to know and the skills you want them to have before they leave your house?
1: okay no so, wrong answer We're just, right. This is the
0: brainstorming phase okay good yeah
1: that's i'm scared yeah yeah okay <laughs> i would say my top priority would be love god
0: <sighs> you're just saying that because it's a bible podcast <laughs> lame do i
1: get points okay, <laughs> okay. yeah well but really that's what you know, a
0: phony okay um, no no, no I and get that it.
1: means you know that that encompasses several things okay uh-huh. but then second would be are you a nice person okay I've, I've known people who seem to love god but they struggle <laughs> with being a nice person
0: so we can uh, say we want them to be personable kind. and have people skills yes so i, I would always include kindness as part yeah. of people you don't have people skills if you're mean and selfish right okay but it's good to define it a little better so kindness I mean, I, and I have met
1: some people that I got to know that were genuine Christian, but they yeah. were a little grumpy.
0: Absolutely. And
1: that just, I don't like it. They're miserable. And, uh,
0: you don't want to be around them. Right, right. They're so, not attractive. They're not the people that you're dying to hang out sourpuss, with. Sour Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway.
1: I Mr. Just and Mrs. Grumpy Pants. <laughs> right. And um, Okay.
0: What else? Love third, God. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, kind and personable.
1: Right. And third would be hardworking.
0: Mm-hmm. You're just going to leave it there. That's it. You I'm have a big definite explanation for the other one.
1: Uh, it's hard, okay. Well, do you want me to explain hard work? No, no, no. That's um, fine.
0: Because honestly, that is tonight's discussion. And It's going to be all, about work ethic. But, right. Those yeah. are all
1: before any scholastics would come into play.
0: Oh, yeah. And um, I, I had, let's see, I made a short list. I had on there uh, Honesty and Integrity.
1: Oh, man, I missed that one. <laughs> well, I mean, we I,
0: you know, we stopped at three and I jumped in.
1: Well, it's hard it, to pick, but if you yeah, want to keep know.
0: going and and really the idea that we had when we started this discussion many, many years ago was no matter what they end up doing with their life, these things are going to help them. If yeah. they are hardworking, if they are honest, if they have integrity, if they are kind, if they have good people skills, if they have all these things. It really doesn't matter what area they are in. If Mm -hmm. they are pouring concrete, if they go to school to get a degree in mathematics, if they become an engineer, if they work at the post office, if they work in the ministry, these things are going to help you.
1: Yeah. Being nice to people will actually get you a long ways.
0: Yeah, it really will.
1: Something so so simple.
0: Nobody wants to put someone in management that is abrasive. Right. That's never helpful. So we had this discussion and we said, okay, well, it looks like the public schools don't really focus on any of this. And these were, as you said, and I agree, above scholastics. The idea that my kids leave my house at 18 and don't have these things nailed down would be a terrible failure for me as a parent. If my kids still had work to do with math and with history and with some of the sciences, I wouldn't look at that as a failure. They can still learn those things. And they can learn these things as well, but the fact is they are going to want these things as soon as they get out into the world, as soon as Mm -hmm. they start working, as soon as they start going to uh, the church youth group, as soon as they enter whatever, the Boy Scouts or 4-H or whatever they do, you want these things in their life. So tonight's discussion is going to be about work ethic and mm-hmm. chores. Mhm. So can we I like chores. Well, let me tell <laughs> kids you. Kids chores. Yeah, yeah, I like, like kids, kids chores. chores. <laughs> can we take a quick look at what the Bible says? I I wanted to kind of jump in and explain a little bit about the hard worker versus the lazy person and god's sure. plan here
1: i'm glad you wrote down the bible verses because yeah. i came down here to do the podcast I'm like oh no I all i have is my own is experience. my own that's fine yeah <laughs> no bible verses
0: okay so starting off in genesis chapter 2 verses 15 through 18 and i tell this story all the time let me just read the verses first obviously this is in the first two chapters of the bible we're dealing with adam and eve And the Lord God took the man, and that's talking about Adam, and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him an help meet for him. So question one for you, Joanna, there are two things that God expected of Adam before he gave him a wife. What were those two things?
1: Well, he would have his life's calling.
0: Yes. That's one. And,
1: hmm, what was the other one?
0: Yeah, the second one, both of these, you have to, they are implied a little bit.
1: Or maybe instead of life calling kind of direction yeah from either, the lord either, right? either one's he fine needs to know where he's going
0: yes so god gave adam a job he oh, said this job. is the garden
1: sure okay
0: tend to yeah. the garden he
1: gave him a job you got right. it
0: he said this is the garden of eden dress it and keep it there it is mm-hmm. and then the second thing was god gave adam all the commandments in the history of the world which at that time was one don't eat of this tree. So that is representative of the law of the Lord. So God gave Adam the law of the Lord. Now we're only going to deal with one of God's two requirements prior to man marrying a woman, and that is a job. And I say that this is a requirement God has for men. He must work. If the man doesn't have a direction for his life's work, then he has no business asking a woman to follow him for the rest of her life in marriage. What do you think of that?
1: Uh, well, I mean, as a woman, in my position, it sounds fair. Sure. <laughs> I like it. I like that you have a job.
0: Absolutely. And, um, have you direction? ever met a woman whose husband was lazy and couldn't yeah. bring home the bacon, so to yeah. speak? Yep. It's a giant source of frustration and mm-hmm. stress.
1: It is. It's tough on the whole family.
0: Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Do you want your daughter marrying a guy without a job? No. Or a guy that has no plan for his life and what he's going to do to support his wife? No. Do you think of course not. any mother would want that?
1: No. I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, obviously, there, there's always the exceptions of... Someone gets hurt. Someone gets sick. Yeah.
0: You change jobs. That's going to happen. Absolutely. You decide you hate what you do. The degree you have isn't it. You're going to go back to school. You're going to do something else.
1: Right. Yeah. Life
0: throws your curveballs.
1: But definitely a young man coming to wanting to date Grace when she's older. Mm -hmm. I would hope he has some oomph. Yeah. (laughs) What do they call it? Yeah. Gusto hootspa. Yeah. (laughs) Something.
0: You want him to drive. be a hard worker. You want him to have drive. You want him to have a goal and be on a path. Yeah. And, and I always use the joke that I've heard from some preacher somewhere, which is, if you don't know where you're going, then any train will get you there. So the guy needs to be on a path. He, he needs, I think it's good to have, say, a five-year plan. Sure. Which, again, can change, but the guy's got to be on a path somewhere. Otherwise, he's not ready to ask another human being to give up her life and follow him if he has no idea where he's going. That's the point.
1: I think that's, that's fair. It's that's yeah. something I would want.
0: Now, in 1 Timothy 5.8, we read, But if any provide not for his own, and specially for those of his own household, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. The Bible actually says if you don't work, you don't get to eat.
1: Right. Wow, that's our society now is so different.
0: Yeah, it's a lot (laughs) different. Okay, so I have a couple more verses in the Proverbs that talk about being lazy. And being hardworking, and I just want to run through a few of these, in Proverbs 10, verses 4 and 5, he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. This talks about how Hmm. lazy children are a shame to their parents. And it talks specifically about sleeping during harvest. And it's funny, it mentions that. And I know not everybody has experience in agriculture. But those that do, they know that the saying is you got to grow hay while the sun shines. Because you don't get a say. So when the sun's shining, guess what? You got to be out there doing something okay when it's pouring rain well there's a lot of jobs we can't do but when the sun's shining and the and the sun is up you know it's daytime and and the weather's good you have to be working and when it's harvest time it's harvest time you don't get to determine that the fruit on yeah. the trees the vegetables in the garden those things tell you when it's time when the cow is going to get what is going to calf it's just yeah. going to happen
1: can i say something oh yeah no. just...
0: wait 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 <laughs> okay yeah (laughs) okay yeah yeah just jump in
1: that just got me thinking that Mm -hmm. verse infers a lot more because i'm thinking about our own experience with farming Mm -hmm. if you're lazy during harvest it's almost like a double sin in my mind because not only are you wasting what you can have today Mm -hmm. you're wasting everything that you're going to put up for the winter
0: yep and you did all that work preparing the the ground Mm -hmm. and seeding what's the point if you're not going to yeah take the harvest seriously
1: Right. I mean, it's a really damaging thing to do to yourself. Absolutely. To sleep during harvest. It's not just today's sin.
0: Correct. It's (laughs) not that you took off one day from work because you wanted a three-day weekend because you didn't feel like going Mm -hmm. into work. Right. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. This is a major... It's it's
1: months. It could be months of ramifications.
0: Absolutely. Okay. uh, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 4. The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold.
1: Oh, my goodness! Yeah. it's too cold <laughs>
0: out I know, therefore shall he beg in harvest, yeah, and Maybe. have nothing so think of this throughout the entire Bible, the lazy are talked about as if they are worthless, they go hungry, they are a curse on their entire family, and they end up as slaves hmm. and I've met plenty of lazy people, and I don't want my children marrying any of them because I know what a headache that will be for the rest of their life.
1: I agree. And um, all I can think about now is the welfare system.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I, that keeps coming do you know, to your head.
1: Do you know when I was in college and um, I was getting through it on my own mm-hmm. without any help paying yeah. for a rent and all of that, I was encouraged by several well-meaning Christian people to get on to whatever government help I could because I could qualify.
0: So get on Um, any government assistance that you can.
1: Food stamps, Medicaid, all of those things. Any type of housing
0: allowance and everything. I couldn't do it. Yeah.
1: I I just didn't have I didn't want to get on it.
0: Sure. Well and you had a job though. The whole time I've known you, you had a job, a full time job or however many hours you could fit in while going to school. I
1: worked the most minimum wage job with yep. the nicest people a bagel mm-hmm. shop yep and you know i i refused to get on to the the welfare system i i prayed for god's help and mm-hmm. paid my tithe and they would send me home with as many day bagels as i could eat i sure. can't believe it. i didn't <laughs> break 200 pounds but yeah anyway and get
0: diabetes <laughs> well you know
1: i wasn't gluten intolerant then so hey you yeah, know it, worked. it was good
0: so I have one more verse, and then I'll be done. We can kind of get into into uh, family stuff. Oh yeah, and, we need to get into practical. our actual yeah.
1: topic, right?
0: Yeah, this, this is all by way of introduction. Okay, this is one of my favorites. Proverbs chapter six, verses six through eight. Go to the ant, thou sluggard! Consider her ways and be wise. Which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest.
1: I love that verse. Mm-hmm. And I really love the word sluggard. Yeah. It's so good.
0: Yeah. We don't use that enough anymore.
1: Right. That's what I think I'll call the kids next time.
0: <laughs> so God tells the lazy to go watch ants
1: mm-hmm.
0: because the ants are smart enough to work when they need to. They don't need a boss to watch over them. And they have a discipline in their lives that helps them and everyone in their family.
1: Hmm. I like it.
0: So I'm going to assume that everyone wants their child to marry a hardworking person instead of a lazy one. Right? I mean, yeah, that's,
1: that's fair.
0: Okay. So newsflash mom and dad, your child will not become a hardworking, disciplined Christian on accident. So how do you do it? Practically speaking, how do we make our child a hardworking, disciplined Christian? Or better yet, this is because this is always kind of a fun way to do it. Let's start with this. What's the wrong thing to do? As far as far as yeah. a parent, okay, you're a parent. Let's make a list. You've seen families that have mm-hmm. missed the ball, dropped the ball, missed the boat, whatever you want to say. What will not get you the results you want? Let's make a list. What are all the wrong things to do Who's if you the, want a hard-working kid?
1: Number one big thing I hear other moms say, mm-hmm. it's just easier if I do the dishes it's just easier
0: okay so and faster
1: don't you number sure. one you don't let them do anything mm-hmm. you do the cleaning for them
0: so clean your kids or room whatever. for them every time yeah okay what else what's on the list
1: let them do whatever they want
0: that's too broad give me specifics <laughs> okay. here. yeah
1: um i would say well i mean this kind of goes along with the first one but yeah. um no chores
0: Too specific. Too specific? I'll give you another one. Wash and fold all of your kids' laundry for them.
1: Yes. Okay. That's one I've heard.
0: Great. Give me another one. How do you ruin a kid?
1: Uh, Don't let them help you in the kitchen.
0: Okay. Cook all their meals for them. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't let them... Yeah. Okay. Cook anything. Right. Okay. I will say don't let them buy anything for themselves. Mm. Buy everything for them.
1: Yeah. Don't do that. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that one. What else? Um don't punish them when they don't do their chores.
0: Okay. Um, no
1: no repercussions. Okay. No or consequences or punishment. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Cause that's a great life lesson, right? That's how their <laughs> boss is going to act. How yeah. about don't let them mow the
1: lawn? Sure. That'd be a mistake. What else you got? Well, okay. If they come to you and there's something they're excited about, like they'd like to do lemonade stand is the smallest thing I could think of. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what, other kids have opportunities to do that ours, um, you know, our kids have a lot of opportunities on a farm. Mm-hmm. So don't discourage them when they come to you and there's something semi-work related. No, no, no. this is
0: a list of things not to do.
1: Yeah. Um, so, the
0: li- so you so, you want to say discourage them. Oh,
1: discourage them. Whenever when they, they have... show initiative. Okay, yes. You put it so much better than I did. <laughs>
0: okay. I'm going to say, you ready for this? Because this one I know I'm going to get pushback on from parents out there, especially mm-hmm. the moms. Don't let them lift heavy things or use tools that might be dangerous.
1: Ooh, that's that's a good one.
0: Yep. Now, keep in mind, I'm not talking about giving a skill saw to a four-year-old. Right. Obviously, when our kids use tools that are dangerous, they learn how to do it with an appropriate amount of training from dad before they do. Right. But the fact is, our kids, when they were 10, 11, and 12, were driving the tractor Mm -hmm. they were running a leaf blower using a weed eater and a lawnmower and i mean they were doing
1: our um daughter now uses a regular chef knife yep to cut the food with me she started off with a sharper plastic type of knife but
0: until she you felt comfortable uh right um they use food processors and blenders
1: they do actually yep so
0: they cook on the
1: they uh, cook on the gas uh
0: stove yep so all of the so i don't have a problem with them lifting heavy things with them using Hmm. dangerous tools the parents that won't let their kids do that they are never going to move their kids forward and help their kids become what they want them to okay here's a big one for me you want to ruin your kid give them an allowance for doing nothing
1: yeah i never liked that i never got an allowance maybe that's why i don't
0: that has always (laughs) driven me crazy when parents are like okay it's friday everybody line up here's 10 bucks for doing nothing
1: yeah and actually what are we training there right i haven't met anyone personally i know i've heard of people giving a regular allowance but the kids have to do chores Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know i'm Never thought of doing that, but...
0: So I am 100% against allowance across the board. Okay, We have never given our kids an allowance. I right. will never give our kids an allowance. I know people that whose kids have a debit card, and the parents oh will just fill their bank account every weekend with whatever it is, mm-hmm. 20 bucks, 50 bucks. I mean, you know, it's up to the parent. But I am 100% against that. I think that is absolutely ruining your kid because what you're doing is you're training reliance Mm. on somebody else yeah you are not training self-reliance and independence and independence so you are literally training your kid to be a part of the welfare state
1: yes and as a side note there seems to be this huge problem right now in our country where there's grown adults Mm -hmm. living off their parents still
0: absolutely
1: 30s 40s 50s remember there's one person we know of that was yep in their 50s and the parents still living in the yep cutting a check for rent absolutely so i can see that
0: and really i don't look at that as a problem with the kids that's not the kid's problem and that is a failure of the parents whatever parent is writing that check and letting your kid live with you and supporting your kid is failing their child they're the reason the child has not left the nest what do birds do at some point
1: don't they push their... They push yeah, the baby push out the
0: birds nest. out of the nest. Wow. All right, That's time to fly, hard buddy. course <laughs> Yeah, better figure it out. That's what happens. Mm. And parents are so scared to death to do that. Now, keep in mind, God designed birds to fly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, it's not like there's a bird shortage. It works. <laughs> the system that God yeah. set up works. Push them out of the nest.
1: You know, I had one of the kids ask me about that idea of, um, well, if I do this chores, do I get a dollar? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, why not? I'm like, well, you live here, Mm -hmm. so you need help.
0: You got it. You are part of a family, (laughs) and this family unit all works together Mm -hmm. to survive. Exactly. Exactly. Because mom and dad, we don't get paid to do the laundry or clean the kitchen or cook the meals Mm -hmm. or do anything. Well, neither do you.
1: Yeah. We all need to help each other to keep life going.
0: That's right. That's part of what we do here is we all work. You don't get paid for it. Now, if you want to get paid, we'll make a way for you to get paid. You can go to work with dad. But you're going to get up early. You're going to pack a lunch. You're going to work hard all day. And you're going to have dad riding you and yelling at you, you know, for eight hours in the day like a real job you don't get paid unless it's a real job and I'll take the kids that are really too young to be any good to me to work and really what they're doing is they're getting training they're learning the names of the tools they're learning where the tools go in the truck they're learning how to wake up early and work hard all day without complaining and carry heavy things They're learning how to wrap up an extension cord and a garden hose and put them back on the truck. And it's really not worth much money to me, especially when they're young and they're new. But it's totally worth it for me to do that just to have the kids be on the path to learning how to work hard. I don't want them to learn how to work hard at their first job. As a teenager,
1: yeah, that is uh, like ripping the band-aid off. Absolutely,
0: and then you're forcing an employer,
1: yeah, to, to teach train your them kids. How... It was your work job, ethic, right? Yeah,
0: it was your job to teach them. Yeah, you're supposed to bring the kid to their first job, knowing how to work hard, how to say yes, sir, how to run, how to hustle.
1: And that's really unfair to your your kid because not it only is. are they learning the specific job, mm-hmm. they're just learning how to actually go to work yeah get up in the morning they're
0: learning the basics
1: you can't play video games at all today you have to work all day
0: and the kids when they go to their first job without any training from their parents they Mm. feel stupid yeah i remember that it's not fair to their kids Well, i had
1: some training but i do Mm -hmm. remember yep some of those feelings
0: okay so i wanted to go over something that is a super frustration to me and i just wanted to talk about this for a minute while we were going over this list of things you can do to ruin your kids and make sure they never learn how to work hard. So I know one family who has a bunch of kids. They have more than us. I think they have like eight kids. Okay. They might have nine. I don't remember. I've been to their house many times. It is dirty to the point where I feel uncomfortable walking in the house and I'm wearing like work boots. There is always dirty laundry everywhere. The kids' rooms are a mess. The living room is a mess. The kitchen is a mess. This has been the case every single time I have been to this house. Every time I've been there, the kids are all doing nothing. I've never seen them fold laundry, I've never seen them with a broom in their hands. I've never seen them picking anything up. I've never seen them cleaning a dish. What I have seen all of these kids doing all at once is sitting in the living room watching TV while their mom is working around the kids to clean the house. No good. (laughs) No. It makes me want to, I mean, blood is just like Mm -hmm. shooting out of my eyes when I see this. And when one of the kids is with me working at this house. Do they
1: say anything? Do they notice? I'll
0: bring the kids over and I'll be like, hey, I want you to take a look in here Mm -hmm. and tell me what's wrong. And literally all the kids are sitting there on the couch, on the floor, on chairs, watching TV while the mom is trying to keep up on this entire Mm -hmm. house. It's one of the biggest parenting fails I've seen when it comes to training your kids to be a hard worker. And again, it's the kids that are losing out.
1: Yeah, they're going to suffer because in real life we'll hit them one day. Yep. And that's hard. Yeah. If you if you don't have, I mean, if you haven't cleaned, if you haven't even been made to pick up your room, do your laundry. Yeah. If you do end up getting the oomph to move out, uh-huh. then what do you do when it's time to do your laundry and you have to? Well, I mean, you're going to be a slob is- and you're
0: never going to get married right. or the person you're going to get married to is going to be a complete moron because only a complete moron would want to marry someone like that.
1: Well, or you, I mean, you've had- or
0: you marry another slob and you perpetuate oh, huh. the system.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because honestly, when I see stuff like that, the only thought going through my head is I don't want my kids dating one of them. I don't want my kids mm. marrying someone like that.
1: Yeah, it'd be a, a point of frustration.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, and you have, I have met those couples where one is um, very messy and organized, and the other one isn't. Mm-hmm. And that's a point of frustration. Sure. A big one.
0: So I wanted to talk about two things as far as what you got to do to make your kid a hard worker. Uh, the first thing I was thinking about was a schedule. I think it's important for your kids to be on a tight schedule from as young of an age as possible. What do you think?
1: Well, I think it would help. I'm obviously, you know, I'm not the best person to stick to those things, although I get a lot done. But my scheduling is not as good as it could be. I think it could, and in theory, it would be very helpful. But
0: that's fine. The Really, the question is not... Do you live a perfect schedule? The question is, can you see the benefit of having one? Yes. As opposed to, well, what well, are we going to do next?
1: Right. No, I mean, definitely your day would go a lot better. You'd be more efficient.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if, uh, well, like our lifestyle is so, um, I I don't know what you'd call it, fluid or flexible mm-hmm. or it varies. Sure. The tasks we have to do vary so wildly that,
0: yeah, it's not a
1: flexible schedule. Yes, is better from like our lifestyle.
0: We don't, I don't have a nine to five job, neither do you. Our kids are not in public school, so all of the regimented everything is different, Mm -hmm. but we still have tasks that we need to accomplish. And if we're going to get things done, we have. Let me start with this, okay? For everybody, I think every single person should start out with a strict bedtime and wake up time.
1: Yeah, that would be a great starting point. Great like starting every point. day. I, I wake maybe up a at- morning routine. You got it. This is what I do every morning, and for, yep. I guess I kind of fall into that. That's when I get up. Yes, I get whatever I need. If it's kids, they want their water. Mm-hmm. I want my now decaf coffee. Yes, mm-hmm. I did it. <laughs> um. You know, read your Bible, pray. And that, just doing that alone would be awesome.
0: I always say, for the kids, brush your teeth, take a shower. Maybe a shower the night before, whatever. Okay, you're going to brush your teeth. You're going to change your clothes. You're going to make your bed. You're going to pray and read the Bible. You're going to eat breakfast, and you're going to start your chores or your school or whatever the next thing is. Right. But you're going to have some kind of schedule and morning routine. and everybody does better with that.
1: Yeah. There was uh, some saying or steady years ago that said, if you will get up and get dressed in decent clothes, get out of your pajamas, Mm -hmm. brush your hair, make your bed. And ladies, if you put a little makeup on, you feel like 10 times better or something. Absolutely. (laughs) Or you get 10 times more done. I don't know what the steady said, but um, we all know that's true. If you stay in your pajamas, Mm -hmm you feel like a slob
0: you do yeah <laughs> i do you have and then depression starts yeah. coming in and you what's fi- the point yeah <laughs> you, yeah you give up before your first cup of coffee's I done i look
1: bad i feel bad what yep. <laughs>
0: uh what let's just call the call, <laughs> call this day. day and yeah let's we'll start over tomorrow video. yeah so I, I i totally agree um even when i don't have work because for those of us that are maybe just listening you know i'm self-employed i'm a general contractor i own a plumbing heating and cooling company so I don't have a nine-to-five job to go to. When work comes in, I do it. When there's no work, I do something else. But And, and, and that doesn't happen. It's actually happening way less than it used to. I don't, I don't even get days off really anymore, Monday to Friday. But when there is a day when I have nothing to do, I'm still up at six. I still brush my teeth. I still get dressed. I still come downstairs. I get a cup of coffee. I still read the Bible with the kids and pray. I do that no matter what. That's my morning routine. Whether I have work, whether my first job starts at 10 or my first job starts at 8, I still do the same thing. Yeah, And it helps tremendously.
1: Yeah, and you know something I was thinking of implementing with our kids, and this is just something how I work personally. Mm -hmm. Every day, I write out on a piece of paper my to-do list for the day, which is always like triple the size of what of I what can, you actually can actually
0: do. get done. Yeah.
1: I don't know why that helps me so much. And mm-hmm. I feel so good scratching off every task. Yeah. And I just thought um
0: you get an endorphin dump from oh, your brain. It. Oh, yeah. Paper, when you cross just, something off. Yeah. Yeah. You feel accomplished really? because you okay. know, you finished a task.
1: Yeah. And I throw these away almost daily, but sure. I don't care. It's just such an awesome feeling. And I just thought when you're talking about it, instilling that in our kids, you know, might help them get more done every day absolutely and it can be the same things on your schedule yeah
0: it doesn't matter if your morning just, routine goes till noon yeah make the list mm-hmm. and cross all of those things off that's yeah. fine you'll feel accomplished and you'll get into a habit and your habit will be a successful one that is hard to break because you've been doing it right. for so long yeah and it so. does and and everyone's going to be a little different some people are going to wake up and they're going to want to work out first thing in the morning. Right. Some people are going to wor- want to work out in the evening. Some people shower in the morning. Some people shower in the evening. Some people, yeah, whatever. I
1: mean, whatever it is that helps. To- those little paper to-do lists are my personal yeah. jam, I guess.
0: Now, here's one that I have. I think when you're talking about a wake-up time, and keep in mind, I understand, a certain percent of pe- certain percentage of people work nights, mm-hmm. work you know second shift work whatever that's fine for the majority of people i think they should rise up quote a great while before day and i say that because that's what jesus did in mark chapter one verse 35 it said that jesus woke up a great while before day and departed into a solitary place and there prayed jesus started his day before sunrise
1: well and then what's that verse that says if you seek me early Mm -hmm. Is that in the
0: Bible? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be able to find it right now unless you want me to look it up. I remember reading that. It talks about seeking him early. early. You got it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I always always ask Christians that are struggling to kind of start their life as a Christian. And by that, I mean, do the basics. Are you getting up and reading the Bible and praying every day? Mm -hmm. Is that how you start your day? Yeah. If you're struggling to do that, you're really at one of the lowest rungs of a Christian, because you have no relationship with God. That's the basics. It only gets harder from there. It only takes more time than that. But you have to start with, am I getting into the Bible and am I talking to God in prayer? Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, I say, look, if you're struggling to do that, just get up an hour earlier. And they look at me like, what? Hmm. If you're not willing to sacrifice one hour of sleep or go to bed one hour earlier and miss one hour of TV so that you can get up early enough to do it, then let me just tell you, the kind of Christian you are, you're a joke. Don't be a joke. God has too many Christians that are a joke. Make the decision, this week, I am no longer gonna be a joke for Jesus. I am going to go to bed an hour earlier, I'm gonna get up an hour earlier, and I'm gonna have a morning routine that starts with reading and praying um, uh, reading the Bible and praying to God. So schedule. I think people should have a schedule. I think people should get their children on a schedule. I think newborns that are no more than two months old should be on a schedule. When they go to sleep, when they wake up, when they nurse, they should have a schedule. It will help. It should be started that early. Kids, are, kids do better when they have an eating and sleeping schedule when parents just put the kids down for a nap every once in a while and the parents just give the kids little nibbles of a snack all the you know whenever the kids want it is the most unhealthy way to get sleep and nutrition we're not gonna we're not gonna get into the weeds there and, and go over that okay so chores tell me what you think about chores
1: they're great. I love them. <laughs> when they're not mine. <laughs> okay. No, I think they're, you have to have them. Mm-hmm. A household has to have chores in order for it to run well. With us, you know, it's been, Um, I've had chore lists many times and I need to get back to our check mark your chore list because that, you know, that's always helped. One thing, just a little tip that's really helped with us is each one of our kids has their own. Half size laundry basket with their name on it. Yeah. In the laundry room. And when theirs gets full, they have to wash it. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have, I haven't stuck to exact laundry days. Sure. Because some kids' clothes go are through thicker. their clothes
0: faster or less. Um, yeah.
1: And their job in theory, and you know, it sometimes falls apart. Mm-hmm. You do it all yourself. Yeah. You put it in a washing machine. It, you dry it. You, dry put, it, put it you away. fold it. You put it away. And it only takes the younger ones, I don't know. A few weeks to really get in the routine. Patrick, our youngest, I still have to remind him. I don't have any clean clothes. Okay, well.
0: Yeah. Well, let's (laughs) see why. (laughs) Yeah, But our next oldest, Grace, who is nine. She does it. She does her own laundry. So, And that's really what I want to get across to people is.
1: There's little things you can do. Yeah. Little, you know, people call them life hacks, I guess, Mm -hmm. that can work out great for your family. And I did the half size laundry basket, so it's not an overwhelming amount at once.
0: Well, and really for me, my thought was simply: you don't need to wait until they're 16 years old to be doing their laundry.
1: No, they Our can kids do it at, at nine at like years seven. old.
0: Yeah, I think at kids seven. at
1: five could do it. Absolutely, honestly.
0: it's not now. The reason that parents don't go down this road is because the how long does it take you? To take a load of laundry from our room. Yeah. Put it in the washing yeah. machine, fill it with soap, set the dial, turn it on, walk away and go do something else. How long does that I take? I
1: mean, like a minute, maybe?
0: Minute. Okay. How long did it take the first time <laughs> you showed a kid how to do it?
1: Well, a long time because we spilled the soap and, you know, they didn't know the button. They couldn't reach. We had, yeah, oh, I we gotta to get a, a stool. stool up oh. here. Uh, okay. You know, ten minutes to sure. show them, but
0: and then the second time they did it,
1: A little less. Okay, but you so, had to
0: show them several times; it wasn't just once.
1: And with the younger ones, you still have to stay up. Hey, do you have to check in? Yes. Did you do it? Why mm-hmm. didn't you do it? You yeah. know all but but now so go it ahead, does take
0: more time. Yeah, a up lot front. more time up front.
1: It's an investment.
0: That's the idea. Yeah. Are you willing to have the chore? Take 25 times more time than it needs to. Initially. Initially, with the understanding that after six months, you will never have to teach them again. And you will never have to wash, dry, fold, or put away laundry for your six children. So, are you willing to do that? And if you're not willing to wrap your head around that, parents, then your life is going to be difficult and miserable and frustrating and stressful yeah. and you're never going to train your kids because the idea is, oh, well, I can just do it faster. I'm not going to have them do it.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know what I did? And I need to get, you're getting me thinking, excuse me, I've got <clears throat> a little bit of allergy yeah. stuff going on. Good. So um, I made a list a year ago of all these uh, practical life skills I wanted to teach them that I hadn't thought of I just hadn't thought of teaching them like uh, we did ironing mm-hmm. the whole the boys, everyone.
0: Yep. This is an ironing this is how board. how iron. This is an iron.
1: Yep. This, this
0: shirt is... is made of cotton. Right. This one's polyester. You cannot Don't use the iron highest the highest <laughs> setting on the polyester. Otherwise, gonna, it's plastic and crispy. <laughs> it'll melt. You got it.
1: We even showed. I never use starch, but I showed them that. And, you yep. know, one of our sons, Joseph, who's how old is he going to be? 13? Tw- He's 11. So it'll he'll be
0: 12. be 12 in next month.
1: Um. He he had a new hobby. It was ironing. Yeah. (laughs) For like two weeks. He wanted to iron everything. Sure. And I'm not an ironing person. Yeah. I'm terrible at ironing. Well,
0: and honestly, other than me with like dress shirts how many things do we really need ironed in it, this house? It actually you know, may be
1: something going by the wayside. but Yeah,
0: there's not a ton of ironing. The, the, we're not the type of family that's really, you know. Has, pressed shirts. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, that um, we're more, you know, T-shirts and jeans. But
1: anyway, I'm kind of going off uh, maybe. Sure. But I thought of that also this year. I'd like to also start teaching them how to cook an actual meal from scratch. Yeah. I'd like to teach them how to plan out the meal, budgeting. Mm-hmm the whole thing.
0: Okay, another one and this is a big one for parents that they don't want to do or deal with is having their kids clean their own room because again, no. yeah. how fast can a yeah. parent do it versus a kid. I know. This is and like
1: it takes forever it takes to train them forever. to do it. Well, do it well.
0: You got it. But again, are you going and and really think of this. Their room is no different than every other room in the house. You have to teach them how to use a broom and a dustpan. You have to teach them how to uh, mop the floor. You have to teach them how to clean countertops and clean a cooktop and clean an oven. Kids don't know, naturally, how to clean a toilet, clean a tub, clean a floor, clean a sink. You have to teach them all of these things.
1: You know, they don't even know what is appropriately clean. Yeah. No, socks and banana peels can't be beside your bed. Yeah. That's that's not not, clean. You go in there, it's clean, mom.
0: Yeah. No, No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. They really
1: They don't understand. This is not clean.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what, one of the most frustrating (laughs) things I had as a parent was learning exactly how much my kids didn't know. Yeah. And what I realized was they don't know anything. No. And they need to be taught everything and that's fine you just have to be willing to have some patience and say okay guys and i'll do this with the kids on the job i'll do this at the home sometime like all right everyone stop what they're doing everyone come on over we need to teach you how to clean a countertop because if dad leans on the countertop and his arm (laughs) arm sticks sticks. (laughs) to it we we miss the boat. Yeah. It is not clean. So let me show... What are we using? Okay, that's not good enough. We need something more abrasive because this thing is sticky and crunchy that's on the countertop. So spraying it and wiping it once with a cotton cloth is not going to do it. You know, so going over all of those things, it's just so much time that most parents are not willing to put into teaching their kids. And that's right. why... They do all the laundry. They do all the cleaning. They do everything. And I it frustrates me to no end when I see that because really what I'm looking at is a lazy, worthless parent. That's what yeah. I'm looking at. A parent that so many parents, this, this is the headline problem. Parents think that they're good parents when they do everything. They clean the whole house and the house looks clean. That's not success. That's a failure.
1: Yeah, your kids didn't learn anything. Your kids didn't
0: learn anything. Your kids didn't do anything. You failed. A clean house where you do everything is a failure as a parent. Yeah. All your kids' rooms being clean and their laundry being folded and put away and you did everything, that's a failure as a parent. That's not a success. Yes, when your friends come over and see your house is clean, they will be impressed, but understand you are a failure in God's eyes. Because your job was not to do everything for your kids. Your job was to train your children. Your job was to teach them how to work hard. And so many parents don't do it. And in the same way, it's like, yeah, you know, we, we, we have great family dinners. And it's like, great, who cooks it all? Well, mom does everything. And then, well, who cleans all the dishes? Well, mom does everything. Well, who cleans the kitchen? Well, mom does everything. That's a failure. Even if it's mom and dad do everything, what on earth are these kids doing? Like, do the, you know, for me, that was always the big thing. It's like, wait, wait, where are all the kids? Oh, they're playing. Bring them on in. (laughs) You know, there's mess to clean up. I don't care what they're in the middle of. They're going to stop and they're going to deal with all this stuff because that's their job. Our job is to teach them.
1: Can I tell on myself?
0: Oh yeah. yeah, You want to hear the
1: worst parenting fail and lack of training story?
0: I'm ready. Give it to me.
1: (laughs) for yeah those of you out there who maybe didn't hear we have six children six children um i thought i was doing really well <laughs> and our youngest patrick was seriously maybe 5 or 6 when i found out by accident he didn't understand what toilet paper was for <laughs> he told me mm-hmm. he, th- he thought he mm-hmm. thought after you go to the bathroom uh-huh. you pull off a few squares and you just throw it in the toilet and for flush good the toilet measure. <laughs> And that was
0: what he, that was his habit.
1: I, yes, I didn't know. I had not stopped to train him.
0: Yep. This is how to use toilet paper. This is what you do.
1: I was so appalled. I think this is the first time I've told anyone. Sure. That that happened. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. We've We've dropped the ball. Yeah. That was a
1: big, that was a bad one.
0: There are plenty of times where I've had the kid. I remember when I was like, okay, you are way too old to be learning how to clip your own fingernails
1: yeah (laughs) but we're gonna
0: stop what we're doing right now and i'm gonna teach you how to clip your fingernails and clean all the dirt out from your fingernails because apparently i failed to teach you that before so here we go
1: yeah that's the Uh stuff you don't know no
0: just that they don't know it's like yeah i guess yep i dropped the ball there we're just gonna you know here we go here we go anyway So I had... We went over cleaning the room. Really, this is just the opposite kind of of the list that we went over. All right, so let's talk about this. A couple things on here other than like housework Hmm. is outside of the housework.
1: I love this subject.
0: The kids need to mow the lawn. The kids need to spray the weeds. They need to pull the weeds. They need to... I don't know what else can you add. Feed in
1: there? the animals. Mm-hmm. Most households have a couple of pets.
0: Sure. So if you have cats or dogs, the kids need to feed and water the animals. They need to clean up after the animals, clean out the litter box. They need to all of this stuff. There is no reason that a parent should be doing any of this stuff.
1: Yeah, there's other outside chores they could do. I don't know. Sweep the walkway. Yeah. Uh, shake uh, shovel, out the rubs, shovel the driveways. Shovel the driveway.
0: Shovel the driveway. Now, obviously, some of this is going to be age specific. Uh, Right. And obviously, some of this is going to depend on your house, because like for us, it's like, okay, well, someone's got to feed the chickens, you know? Well, okay, lots of people that don't live on a little bit of property have chickens, but they probably have a dog or a cat or a fish or Mm -hmm. I don't know what. They have something. They have windows. Okay, there you Mm -hmm. go. (laughs) They can clean the windows. Uh, So another one I was thinking of is if they're old enough, they can learn how to run the lawnmower. Mm -hmm. they can learn how to run a weed eater they can learn how to run a rake or if you're you know um i don't want to i don't know the word to say but for me i make enough money and i'm lazy enough to not want to have to rake. So I buy a leaf blower. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so they're going to learn how to use a rake and run a leaf blower, but if they only have a rake, that's fine. Okay. Plenty of us grew up on rakes. Uh, for me, I was like, yeah, I need a leaf blower for my work and then I can use it at the house. Uh, they can learn how to clean out the gutters. Okay. We, we have a lot of trees on our property on the one side, on the East side of our house, we always have the gutters getting clogged up. I don't have to clean them out. I send a kid up there to do it. I went up on the roof and I taught them how to do it. And I said, this is how you be careful. And this is what you got to do, bada bing. And, you know, this is how you clean the gutters. And now one of my kids does it. All of these things. And again, it's age appropriate. I'm not going to teach any of my kids how to uh, use a chainsaw. But I am going to teach them how to use a pressure washer. And they're going to learn how to wash cars. They're going to wash cars. They're going to pressure wash the deck. They're going to pressure wash the house they're going to do these things because it needs to be done and they're part of the family. And not only is it Mm going to save our family money because we don't have to hire someone to do some of these things, but also it's good for the kids to learn these skills, learn how to operate and maintain equipment, and just learn how to work hard. And this is what it takes to own a home and be successful in the world today.
1: Yeah, they're learning They're learning just how life is, how to do life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When they get older, they'll have to do all of those things for themselves.
0: Do you know how many... You've said this to me. You've paid me the compliment many times of how grateful you are that you married me because of all the things that I know how to do. And keep in mind, I'm in construction, so I know how to fix things. I mean, that's that's my job. Do you know how many people I meet where the husband can't change the oil in his car. The husband doesn't know how to operate a pressure washer. The husband, I mean the, the number of things they don't know how to do. I've had homes where I go over there and I'm hanging a picture on the wall because the husband doesn't know how to use a stud finder and a tape measure to hang a picture and it's just unbelievable the number of skills that kids are being let out into the world without and parents have just failed their children and they're they're not doing their job and i get it we have other things that we want to do cuz none of the things that we're talking about are fun right but the big part that parents don't understand is that all the time that you spend training your children is their absolute favorite time of their entire childhood.
1: That is true. You're also spending time with them when you're you're, spending time
0: with them. You're teaching them things. They will remember that time forever. And and this goes into another one. So I had this written down on my list. If you want your kids to have a, a hard work ethic, strong, good work ethic, you need to give them jobs that are too hard for them. So they have to learn how to ask for help Mm -hmm. and they have to learn to work with their siblings to accomplish the job. I like that. You have to give them jobs that are too hard for them. And if you have boys, especially, you need to give them jobs that will make them feel like a man. My kids love Using the pressure washer, the weed eater, the leaf blower, driving the tractor because they feel like a man. Yeah. I forget about that. (laughs) Yep. None of the other kids they know that are their age get to do these things.
1: You know, it's to the point where if you're not here, I -hmm. can ask Washington or Moses uh, who are 14 and 15 um, what to do and they can do it. Yeah. They are able to help me. Yep. And I also wanted to say something else, though. Yeah. I mean, so the product is, is there. Yeah. Washington is like a, a man already at 14. He can help me mm-hmm. with so many tasks I don't know how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it you, didn't
0: happen by accident. No. It happened you, because you dad a lot and time. him have spent countless hours together.
1: Yeah, he can fix all sorts of things around the house. Today, he helped me s- stretch out. The hose. actually, both of them were working today. They put a whole, um, well, they did a bunch of work. They put the um, couch in the dumpster for me, put it on the tractor, everything. Uh What I was just wanting to say as a side note is what you're describing is in these people who aren't working, these men, you're describing just a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. They're not willing to learn it. And I can remember... Well, you you know me pretty well. I can do a lot. There are certain things I'm still a little hesitant to try. But I remember my dad teaching me, his daughter, along with his sons, here, this is how you change oil Yeah. on a car.
0: This is how you change a this tire. This is how you
1: change a tire. So I wasn't afraid of that when I, bec- when I was single. Mm-hmm. I knew how to change my tire. I mm-hmm. knew how to um what to do with jumper cables yep if i needed to um i could change a battery
0: again stuff like that when a vehicle in our house has low it needs air who does it
1: the boys do the
0: boys do they get the compressor out they bring it over they plug it in they roll out the air hose they check the tire pressure they know how to look on the outside of the tire to find what the pressure should be and they pump it up and then they pack everything up and put it away i don't do it I don't jump a dead battery either. Forget that. I have six kids. I say, boys. And they come running down. I say, this vehicle's dead. And they get the keys and they bring another vehicle over and they pop the hood and they, you know, keep it open. They get the cables out and they put them on. They do it all. Yeah. 13, 14, 15 years old. I'm not doing it.
1: Well, what I was going to say is that's really great because looking back on my own experience, I uh, was given confidence. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I don't know how to do something, at least I wasn't afraid to look into it.
0: And that's something that our kids have that most of their peers do not. And when they go to work, they're not going to be scared to jump in and do something because they're like... Well, try
1: to learn. If they don't know, they'll at least give it a shot.
0: You got it. It's not going to be a scary thing because they have all these skills already. Right. They've overcome all these other things. Yeah. So we are... Where are we at? We're past an hour. Um, any final thoughts as far as work ethic, chores, what you should do, what you should not do? I mean, anything. We're I'm kind of like out of yeah, notes. So we I, can chit chat okay. as long as we want to go. I just want to, you know. I
1: did have one last point that I got from, mm-hmm. there's a certain group of people called unschoolers. Yeah. Where it's actually not what you think it was. I, I asked a friend of mine, what is that? So you explain to
0: everyone because um, everyone listening has no concept of what you saying. I didn't either. I thought that okay. meant you
1: you do nothing. It's not uh-huh. actually that way. It was it's more of a student led approach if the child expresses an interest. They don't
0: even know you're talking about homeschooling yet. Oh, okay. Start from the beginning. It's a homeschooling
1: yeah. approach. Okay. It's a way of homeschooling mm. where the parent follows more of what the student um, what their desires are and they kind of go with it. Uh, So what I gathered from them, we're not unschoolers, but um, if your child is interested in something, if you can help them get into that, uh, whatever it is, um, subject, then you should let them try it if Mm -hmm. you're able to. And the specific example I was thinking of was when it comes to work. Our kids want to try to sell lemonade. I let them do it. Yeah, But we talk about um, how much did it cost for the cups and the lemonade? You have to pay me back. And we have an opportunity here. Actually, you don't know this. Washington, our 14-year-old, was expressing interest in trying pigs again. Oh, okay. So, and I know not everyone has land, but there's things kids can do. Yeah. And how many times do kids come to us and they say, oh, I'd really like to do this. And we're so busy, we're like, oh, I don't want to hear about that. Or it sounds ridiculous or Mm -hmm. sounds like something we can't do and we just kind of brush it off. Mm -hmm. I think that's a mistake. I don't know what someone else's child would be interested in, but...
0: I can tell you when I was a kid, I asked my dad, and this is kind of telling you how old I was, but when the Game Boy first came out. So Nintendo's small, handheld, you know, battery-operated, you know two button video game came out i wanted one i thought this was the neatest thing in the world and it was the first handheld video game i don't know if it was the first but it was one of the first where you could change the games and play kind of more complicated games so i was really excited to get one my dad said great there's the lawnmower the gas is in the (laughs) garage he said walk up and down the street knock on the neighbor's homes and see if They'll let you mow their lawn. That's perfect. Yeah. And he said, as soon as you get enough money for it, I'll drive you to the store and you can buy it. And what'd you do? I did exactly that. I mowed lawns all summer. I shoveled driveways all winter. I mean, I just, you know, I did that nonstop until I saved up. The thing was almost a hundred bucks. And we're talking about, I don't know, it was sometime like in the eighties or something, maybe early nineties when that thing came out. So I wasn't more than, I don't know. 12 years old 10 years old something in there so for me i learned okay well this is what you do when you want money and we mentioned this but i didn't really get into specifics we make enough money to where we could buy all of our kids a bike did we buy all of our kids a bike no no we made our kids get jobs and save up money And then buy their own bike. Mm -hmm. And we did that for most of our kids. And then what they found out is that they could take care of their bike and they could sell it to their younger sibling or give it to them (laughs) as a gift, you know, and they could get a new one. We did the same thing. The boys saved up because they wanted a PlayStation. So they just all saved up their own money and they bought a PlayStation and they share that. Uh, They saved up and bought uh, soccer goals. So out in the grass, they set up goals and they can play soccer with their friends. They saved up to do, they bought a trampoline together. They, They do all kinds of things where if they want it, great, save up the money and go buy it. And the lesson they are learning is that's what the real world is like. When you want something, it doesn't matter how much you want it don't matter yeah. how much money you have
1: yeah. don't look for a handout <laughs> you got don't it. wait for a rescuer yep for your family to bail you out or mm-hmm. the government to bail you out yeah i'm so tired of that yep
0: there is work to be done there are people it, that are willing to give you yeah. money
1: do it yourself
0: you got it go and do you it you know work here's another thing in Our, I don't want to say neighborhood because, you know, like everyone around us has like six acres, so it's kind of spread out. It's not like we're in a subdivision, but in our area and not only in our area, all over town, people know that they can hire the Hayes boys and they will come over and work for them all day and they can pay them. And we are constantly getting people, all of our neighbors around here have asked, can the boys come over and do this? Can they do that? I have customers that are like, hey, could I ever hire your boys to Uh, come over? And
1: we had times where they were um, going to be double booked if I said yes. Yeah,
0: because there were so many people that wanted them that the weekends were already full and we're like, sorry, man, you got to call ahead earlier, (laughs) you know? They already got someone else that, you know, they're going to do something for. So the kids are already known, uh, throughout our friends and my customers as hard workers and people can hire them to go over to their house and get a bunch of stuff done and when they go over there they're not on a smartphone because then i'll own one and they don't complain they just go to work they work all day they never have a problem Mm -hmm. if they do run into an issue they ask you a question as to what to do but like i said they don't complain and at the end of the day everyone is like wow that was great you got so much done i'm so happy
1: well, and you know what I just thought of? Uh, In our day and age, with people getting lazier and the workforce getting yeah. worse, oh yeah, all you have to do to help your child succeed is teach them to work. Yeah, even if they didn't know how to read or write, all, I think they would. Are excel. You ready for this?
0: All you need to do nowadays is teach your kids how to be average.
1: I know, because average excel. is the
0: new yeah. excellence.
1: How many of I have met so many of Patrick's? Um, I won't call him coworkers, but. Other guys in uh, blue-collar industries, right? Mm -hmm. I have met like five of them who have told me it is so hard to find a good worker. Everyone coming out and working for them in their 20s is on their phone all the time when they're getting in trouble. They don't want to work.
0: And for some reason, I don't know why employees don't do this. Because, let's see, when when I moved to Colorado... I got my first cell phone. So that was 2001. It was probably two years after that. And it was actually a guy that I was working for got me one. And he's like, here, you need a cell phone. I need to be able to get a hold of you when I need you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really don't want this stupid thing. (laughs) I've had jobs that I've been on where the boss is like, when you show up to work, you put your cell phone over here on this table. And that's it. And it sits there. And other guys are like, it stays in your car. If I see you with a cell phone in your hand, that's it. You're fired. You, that is you quitting this job. I don't know why everyone doesn't do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where everyone got the idea that they have a right to, to a cell working. phone. Yeah, to stop working and get on a cell phone. I don't know. It's like my entire life, I lived without the ability yeah. to be called or call anybody. It's like, whoa, well, what if there's an emergency? Well, they would call the office Mm -hmm. and someone would come and get me on the factory floor and they would yell, you know, something happened. And, you know, can you call your mom back when what? I mean, that's what happened. I remember. (laughs) If we go back 20 years, a woman would go into labor and they would have to (laughs) track down the husband. It was fine. Everyone made it you know, everyone could, everyone still survived. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, everyone seems to think that they have to be able to get a text or a phone call at a second's notice. Otherwise the world's going to fall apart. And as far as employees, that would, if, if I had guys working for me, that would be my first rule is, nope, you leave your cell phone in the car. If I see you with your cell phone one time, that's it. You're fired. And they say, oh, but I don't care. Make the decision. I gave you the rule. Decide right now what you want to do. You can go home right now because I can call quick temps. There's 10 guys that I could get over here in less than an hour that want to work. So make your decision. Okay, those are the rules. I'm the boss. I make the rules. That's the rule. Other places. And do you think that doctors and nurses are allowed to have their cell phone on them all the time? Do you think that firemen, when they show up to a fire, are allowed to have their cell phones on them? It's a, oh, it's just such a ridiculous idea. And and the fact that we're training teenagers in these, you know, entry-level jobs to think that they have some special right to a cell phone, to not work, just blows my mind. I, I just, I don't understand it. So I say all that to say this I agree I know what you're saying so many people complain they can't find anyone to go to work and to work hard so if any parent is willing to listen to what we're talking about what the bible says and our experience and what we've been able to produce with our kids we are literally setting our kids up for excellence our children are the new standard i hate to say it in the workforce Our kids are the standard. Our kids are better than most 20 and 30 year olds that are in the workforce today. That's a joke.
1: Yeah. Well, I was just shocked as to what I was hearing from many people. And I thought, yeah, if all I did, if I forgot to do scholastics for some reason, (laughs) and I could get away with it. yep. But if they knew how to work, I think they'd be okay.
0: They would be okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well. Okay, uh, everybody, I just wanted to say thank you for coming out. You can catch us live on our video on YouTube or Facebook every Sunday night at 7 p.m. All you got to do is Google Bible Thumper Podcast. You will find our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. We would ask that you would subscribe to that channel and that you would hit the little uh, bell icon on YouTube so every time a video comes up, you are notified of it. We would also ask that you go to your favorite podcast platform, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever. Please subscribe, share, like, comment on the podcast. That helps us get this podcast in front of other people. You can always get a hold of me, Patrick Hayes, by emailing me at Podcast at gmail.com and we just want to say thank you for joining us and please join us every third Sunday of the month when my wife Joanna is going to come on the podcast with me and the two of us are going to talk about Christian families, Christian homes, uh raising Christian children and how to apply the Bible practically to your life. We hope we gave you something interesting to think about and to discuss with your friends. And, uh, as always, we appreciate you joining us on the Bible thumper podcast where somebody's got to say it.